You are Locked On Texas Tech, your daily podcast on the Texas Tech Red Raiders, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're going to start this thing off right. Everything runs through love. Great to be with you again on Locked On Texas Tech on the Locked On Podcast Network. And thanks as always to those making us their first listen on YouTube or anywhere you get podcasts. Bonus episode coming at you as we had anticipated news from the league office. Big 12 foes being revealed for Texas Tech and everyone else in the league over the next four years. We don't know necessarily, obviously, dates or times or things like that, but you know who you are getting home who you are getting away, and now in this expanded Big 12, Chris, who you are not getting at all. He's the only Chris Level. I'm Casey Cowan, and Chris, let's dive right into it. I'll get it here on the screen for those watching on YouTube, and I'll run it down for those quickly listening via podcast. 2024 for the Red Raiders, you're visiting Arizona, Texas Christian, Oklahoma State, Iowa State. At home, you're hosting the Sun Devils, Colorado, Baylor, Cincinnati, West Virginia. 2025, that's two years away. You're visiting the Sun Devils, Utes, Cougars of Houston, K-State, and West Virginia. BYU, Oklahoma State, Kansas, and Central Florida is coming to you. 2026, you're visiting Boulder, Colorado, Baylor Bears, Oklahoma State, Cincinnati, Arizona, Arizona State, Texas Christian, Houston, West Virginia are coming to you. And then in 2027, in that fourth year, you're visiting BYU, Texas Christian, Houston, Kansas, and Central Florida, while the Utes, Baylor, K-State, and Iowa State will come to you. If you could actually make sense of that or follow along via the podcast, you're a brilliant, brilliant person. Get on over to YouTube if you want a simple look at it. It's there on the screen. So, Chris, some of what we're getting and obviously some of what we're not getting. What's the reaction uh, when you see it emerge today? I, I think this is, uh, uh, you know, we, we had talked about divisions. We talked about pods. Uh, they basically they do neither. Uh, they, you know, and 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 for Texas Tech, I, I my biggest issue is that you you aren't. Um, I mean, Oklahoma State should be on your schedule every year, but there there's like as we as we look at this, like TCU is going to be at your place this week. And then they don't play in, in Lubbock again until 2026. You know, that, that part is just weird to me. Um, the, the fact that you won't play Oklahoma State at all in 27 is weird to me. The fact that, I mean, like, here, here's your little tidbit. You, you will not play Baylor in 2025, like two, two seasons from right now, for the first time since 1955. I don't know if that's some sort of, like rivalry or anything, but it's just bizarre to me that 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 will occur. Uh, but you know, the, the the one thing that I looked at the the immediate reaction was like, hey man, Dion and Colorado are coming to town. Is is <laughs> yeah. that that traveling circus? And what's interesting is you you go there in twenty six, but he may not even be there by then. You know, I mean, right, so sure. you, you know, it's just as you look at it, it's just a bit different, and it's kind of it's tricky. Uh, but uh, you know, I, 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 because what ultimately what they've done is they've basically said everybody will play everybody in this four year stretch, and everybody's gonna host every one of these institutions, and you're gonna travel to every one of these campuses. Uh, that that's the way that they set it up, and I and for that, I have no problem. Um, and they and they preserved 
help me out here. Baylor, TCU, uh, Iowa, well, hold on, uh, the Kansas game, Kansas, yep, Kansas State. Flowers. Yeah, the, the Arizona game, and then the, the Utah game yep. with BYU and Utah. So no those are the four. Yeah, those are the four that are are, are preserved on a yearly basis. Um, and so I guess that the, the, the freedom and being able to see everybody was much more important than trying to – you know, identify a tech Oklahoma state and locking that in or a, you know, or the Farmageddon and locking that in or, or a Cincinnati West Virginia and locking that in or whatever it may be. They, instead of manufacturing some of that, they felt like it was important for everybody to see everybody and for you to, to see the whole league, because it is strange to me. So, so I'm clear. I, I, I don't, I don't like that, that you don't see Oklahoma state every year. I don't like it that you're not going to see Baylor or TCU. You knew where my, I was at on this. Uh, I just thought those yeah. were important for, and what was best for Texas tech. But the flip side is I really think it's dumb when I hear, like when you see these things in the sec, it's like, they don't play Georgia, but at once every eight years to me, that's just like, yeah, that that's just stupid to me. Like, you, are you really in the same league? I mean, when you when you when you operate that way, but that's their formula and all that. So there, there's plenty to to point to and have an issue with. But I I, I get what they were trying to do. But this is kind of you know, if Texas Tech had a natural you know deal, I think they would have protected it. I think that we were trying to almost force the Oklahoma State thing. I guess I still I still think that's what's best for business for Texas Tech. Uh, but that's not what you got, and and uh, I, I certainly understand. But I also think, in some ways, it's like okay, well, you're in a league with Cincinnati and Central Florida and Utah and all that. Well, yeah, we, you don't play them, but every you know once every ever umpteen years, and I kind of like it that you're gonna everybody's gonna see everybody. So I guess I will embrace the positive, but uh, my, my negatives were were what I uh, stated earlier. And I do like that you stayed at nine conference games. I think that they have maintained that. And I don't think – I think that should be – that's what Joey McGuire talked about on his coach's show this week was th- there, there ought to be a standard there to where everybody's doing the same thing. And right now that's not the case. You know, every Power 5 league is not playing the same amount of conference games, but I, I think that you didn't back off of of what, you know, what your deal was and and try to go to eight because it may be easier to get into the playoff if you if you do that and, and things like that. You, you maintained – your nine game conference schedule and three non-conference games and, and away we go. But, uh, you know, I, and, and two Cowan, I don't know what you, if you looked at just like next year's schedule, which is the first thing, cause it, you're right. It's like, okay, who do you not play? Doesn't bother me that you don't play either Kansas school or either Utah school. I would have loved a piece of BYU again. I can assure you that, but like having, having Utah or Kansas state, not on your schedule, probably a, a, a positive as good as those programs are right now and have been in recent years, you probably catch a bit of a break there. Yeah, I, I guess so. I know some will view it that way. I, I'm here to be entertained as a fan, so I want compelling games against good opponents. So I'm a little disappointed That's- to not get the Utes early on. You know, it's not like Tech's being protected from anything. You're trying to claw your way out of the cellar. So I, I'm a little disappointed for the entertainment value there, but certainly a break that may shine up your record a little bit. I've been banging that nine-game schedule drum for 10, 12 years, going back to my local Yokel radio days here in the LBK. (laughs) I've always thought it was ridiculous that across the country you had no consistency between leagues that are playing for the same trophy, supposedly, uh, that being the national championship, as far as the challenges they face within a conference. Um, I remember a long time ago when early those changes were made, 
uh, I think it was in the San Jose Mercury News. Someone had done a study, crunch numbers, and on average, they were contending that a nine-game schedule would produce more seven and five records than eight and four records for those league's members. You tell me what the difference feels like uh, with eight and four and seven and five. You may think it's nothing, but it is something uh, over the course of years, obviously stacking up. So I don't, I don't care. I don't take any pride in a nine-game schedule. Like I don't know why the Big Twelve is doing it necessarily. Maybe you do, but. I don't care what they play. I wish, I mean, I've had this fantasy forever that they would get on some even ground, but uh, there's nothing about college sports or college football that is rooted in even ground. So why the hell would they, if they can continue to massage things the, the way that they want to either way, the protected game aspect of this, I think is probably going to be the largest talking point for tech fans. Um, I will say that this is kind of hard to view, I guess, from this far back and get this notion just looking at what's on the screen or looking at what you've seen here today. Although there is not a singularly protected game or games for Texas Tech, if you're looking at this four-year span and you're considering your Texas peers and Oklahoma State, you're going to get three of those four every one of those four years. Obviously, one you won't get, but I guess there's some silver lining there if you're looking for regional proximity matchups. I know Oklahoma State has been a popular mention. Like we got to protect that one. I don't. I'm not necessarily in that camp. Um, I'm more so in the state camp. Like if you got a trophy, keep playing the game. Iowa State, K State, Tech, Texas Christian. I know it's a saddle, but you get the idea. But here's the real deal, Chris. That I feel like, and this is another tough pill to swallow. Uh, the era of Tech's rivalry games is for now on ice. It's over. I saw Don Williams, the Tulia Rose of the AJ, saying on Twitter, Tex rivalry games ended with Texas A&M and Texas leaving. I think that's absolutely correct. Growing up within my lifetime, I always knew that Tech was not Texas or A&M, but I also thought you were much more in that category than, say, a Baylor or an SMU. And again, I, I was born in 1984, uh, really in the 90s is when I started really getting immersed in Texas Tech football. So make of that context what you will. But I think as far as fan bases that care, it kind of is just a reminder to me that Tech has been on the, the 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 most sour end of realignment of almost anyone that I can consider out there among fan bases that care. I ain't talking about you, Washington State. Get more than 25,000 people to a game. Maybe somebody invites you to a league. Oregon State, Cal, all this. I'm not talking about those. I'm talking about a fan base that cares in mass. You have lost the two games that your fan base has cared the most about. And you and I have spent like all off season and so far this season talking about a lot of these kinds of things in that we say, what can Baylor become? What can that series become? What can the Texas Christian series become? You know, we've had to talk about trying to kind of amplify or build up some of these series to make it more enticing in this new era of the Big 12 Conference. And I still hope you can do that. But as I'm disappointed that there wasn't a protected game for Texas Tech, it's really another just bucket of cold water to the face for me as a Tech fan to remind me you lost what was your most organic rivalries over this previous decade and another soon to come with the University of Texas. And that's just the reality. So, you know, 10 or 15 years from now, I don't know, maybe it feels differently with some of those you've continued to be in a league with. I'm not quite sure, but I'm going to have a hard time, I guess, really complaining that we didn't get protected games because at the end of the day, you and I, right here at Texas Tech Ground Zero, have been talking for weeks and months about, man, can we make something out of the Baylor series? Can we make <laughs> something out of Oklahoma State? I mean, we know yeah. it, right? We, we've been yeah. saying it aloud, but it's just kind of like, here it is again, this reality 
you get smacked in the face with. And believe me, Red Raiders, speaking as one of you, you have my sympathy. <laughs> Where am I going right or wrong, man? Well, well, and I, I, I think, uh, I, well, you're, you're dead. I mean, you're, you're stating an obvious there about the, the, the in-state institutions that it's so much fun to beat, and that you, you know, I, I think we, we, we just have known that this was coming, yeah. and uh, I, I think that you know, you, you, you can look at it that way, and you, you know, and part of me and this may not be right. Maybe this is just me being soft. I don't know. But part of me also just remembers that I'm willing to embrace this scenario for fear of what it could have been when you were sitting there with eight schools minus Oklahoma and Texas going, <laughs> go, going, Hey man, are you about to end up in the mountain West? You know, are you, are you about to, are you about to hope that San Diego state and you can, you know, build, build a rivalry in, in university <laughs> of New Mexico, and and so, uh, so so while you're you're right, I do view it a little bit out of the other prism, as well because I think there were some scary times and some harsh reality. This was the best of what you could do, in my opinion. But yeah, yeah, it, it's uh, we're never going to be perfect. We knew nope, that it's not. It it, it is not. Um, I, I do think these are all competitive institutions. I think some years that. Some of these schools are going to be better than others, obviously. I mean, Utah and it's kind of a, a standard as it comes into this league. And they got worked by Oregon last week. But you get what I'm saying. They've won several Pac-12s in a row. And Kansas State has it rolling all that stuff. But, yeah, there's not just the general hate or I, I, I'm i going to drop everything I'm doing. I'm buy, buying tickets to that game, you know. And Colorado, Colorado and Lubbock next year will be a lot of fun. Sure. Uh, I, I think there will be a lot of buzz and, and, and all that when, when you've got – Deion's son is the quarterback and Travis Hunter and all those things. And we'll, we don't know what that situation looked like at the time, but that may be that that's just a one-off. And I think a lot of that leaves whenever Dion uh, departs, which I would think that he would do at, you know, at some point, I don't, I don't know, but uh, we'll, we'll just, uh, we'll, we'll, we can continue to kind of look at this and, and very, and everybody's got a different opinion, but I think it's fair. Uh, it's and and, it's funny because you haven't played AM in so long. It's like I don't even think about AM anymore, which is kind of sad. Uh, you know, when we recently got a little, you know, I know reminder of of how much yeah. fun it is to beat them. And and even though it was a basketball game that didn't count. <laughs> I was uh, foaming at the mouth, following on Twitter from my recliner. It's yeah, a sickness. Yes, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. But and, and and you know what you you mentioned that you are in a in a spot where you you this is it leaves a bit of a sour taste in your mouth or your fan base's mouth and all that, but unfortunately a lot of the conversations we are having here in the the regionality of the sport is gone away, and and with, with all of these moves, not just what with what we're talking about here as it relates to Texas Tech, but so much of this has gone away. And it will start to play out in real time in the coming years, and that part is is sad. You know, like like the, your 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 opponent in TCU that we're talking about, that they're not going to play SMU anymore, just makes no sense to me. Um, you know, uh, and, and and on and on it goes with some of those kinds of games. So yeah. uh, because that's what makes it so much fun, man, and that's what you know uh, you, you you like winning some of these games, whether there's a trophy or not. I mean, that's the that's the part that, and I just. I don't know. Maybe I'm trying to just muster up something that isn't really there with Oklahoma State, but that that's what I was hopeful for. Uh, I thought that if they were going to protect one game for you every year, 
knowing that you just could get one and Baylor and TCU already had, were wrapped up into one. And I thought Oklahoma State could be that for you just because I think consistency of playing a program like that would have been good for both institutions. But that's not what we got. And, you know, but I also like the fact that you get to see everybody over this span. It's just funny because I'm looking at, uh, you know, again, I'm looking at at the the, the big picture and, you know, TCU comes to Lubbock one more time over that four-year span. Baylor will come twice. Oklahoma State only comes to Lubbock once over that four-year span. You go to Stillwater twice. I mean, all, there's just some different anomalies here that are, I think are kind of interesting to look at. But the way in, in total, I certainly understand with what they tried to do. Really interesting. We knew going into it there wasn't going to be a perfect solution, so that's why we just – well, went back and forth on what we go back and forth on in describing this over the previous 15 minutes or so. There's going to be some pros. There's going to be some cons. I mean, definitely, Chris, as you're talking about getting to see everyone, even before you made the, the mention, I'm thinking in my head, you know, about the divisional format or what you hear so often about in the SEC and you don't get this team for six years or whatever it might be. So there are some things that you will like about this. There are some things you won't like about this, obviously. And we'd love to hear from you on all of the above in the YouTube comments. Let us know what you think. Appreciate your time, Chris, for a bonus episode to digest a Big 12 scheduling format. Pods, divisions, we've talked about it, and goes to show what we know. We went and, in, and instead we got a matrix. <laughs> I didn't even know that was got, an option. We got a matrix, yeah. Nobody mentioned the word matrix to me. And when somebody said, here's the scheduling matrix, I got to be honest with you, I have no clue what that means, but it is a list. I am familiar with the term list. So that's what we have. Check it out. Let us know in the YouTube comments what you think and hope to see you back around for the next edition tomorrow of Locked on Texas Tech.